0: okay this is gonna be Mm -hmm. a little bit a little bit of a weird start to the podcast (laughs) because Haley and I were just like dove right into the conversation and then I was like we need to be recording this because what we're talking about is so powerful like so many little juicy nuggets are coming through (laughs) um can you like back up a little bit and tell the people the listeners like what you were just saying about Where you just came from, and like the kids, and they're like, no filter versus that age where they start to be self conscious.
1: Yeah, so I was just speaking on I've worked, I work part time at this nonprofit right now um, an educational farm, and I work with kids age f- five through 13. And a lot of them are younger kids. And today I did this art project with them where we just like tied sticks and pine cones together and made these like hanging nature wind chime type stuff. And it's so interesting because at a certain age, I would say kind of around like seven or eight or so they start to have this different perspective where they're copying the people around them. They, they want it to look like somebody else's or they're copying like my example, like verbatim. And then the younger kids are just like going so crazy with it. And, like, I want 10 rocks on my <laughs> and then a feather and this pine cone and this bone that I found. And, and they're, and they're just making it completely their own. And it's turning out each one is so like reflective of their personalities, even, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just so cool to see how this happens so yeah we were just talking about how it's interesting how that happens to creatives a lot we kind of get caught in this trap of trying to make our art mimic or look like other people's stuff yeah that's just yeah, this not the point of art
0: oh well, and it's like I I think that business is such an art form like it's to me I mean, I think that's why I love entrepreneurship and like being in business because it is so creative and it can be so playful. And like, you get to just put your heart into your offerings, your messaging, Mm -hmm. your podcast, whatever it is that you have. Like, it's like, to me, it's just such a like creative outlet. And I think when the creativity dips down is like when I don't have it coming from me and when I'm looking to what is everyone else talking about? What is everyone else sharing? What are they doing in their yeah. business right now? Versus like, what do I actually want to be doing? And that was
1: kind of the conversation that we were having. Like, as I, I was like, we need to stop and hit record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. I even, I recently had to move kind of through that too with my paintings and what I was making for paintings. Cause it's like what I wanted to paint, I didn't feel was, I guess like marketable. Right. I was like, no one's going to be interested in this. Like I like I in my free time love to draw these weird like lobby human forms um, in different situations or with different energies. And like they don't quite look like people. It's not quite silhouettes. It's like and, and I just thought like, oh, no one's going to like this. And then, yeah, the other day I put out a video of me painting one um, with that. It's like a the little sad person in the middle with like the, you know, like sky and the sun, like kind of hugging it type thing and those are the types of paintings I usually just make for myself and I had this like inner dialogue going on there I was like why am I doing that like that's like the opposite of what I teach even is like no like this is the art that I want to make it's the art that I love to make and what is feeling good and what's coming through right now and that's that's more shareable I think and to me and when I see people doing that too where it just feels so genuine to them and it looks like their style and I love that and I'm like so why am I judging myself for wanting to create something that feels good to create it's yeah it's it's kind of silly I it, well like, it, I get stuck in that sometimes it's like
0: a vulnerability thing too to me it feels very vulnerable when something like like sometimes when I'm in the middle of like processing something hard, I'll just like open my laptop and start typing and like, just like processing things out. Like I usually don't share that because it's so vulnerable and so raw. Like it's probably something eventually I'll share, but like, I think the stuff that we're most, like has the most of us in it. It's just like when we show up in the world and we're like, well, if I show all of me and you don't like it, then like, you don't like me. But if I hide parts of me and you don't end right. up liking me, well then you really never like the real me anyways. And so it's less scary. Like, Right.
1: Yeah. And it's, it, yeah, it's ironic. Cause like at the, the less authentic that we show up when we're not being as genuine, we're not even giving people a chance to like, the no. real us or like even you know bringing it back to art like our real art and you, mm. when you're just trying to create something that's for a certain um like clientele or a certain vibe or a certain aesthetic then yeah you're kind of doing yourself a disservice because people might actually love love the real stuff that you're doing but you're not giving anybody a chance so you're kind of shooting yeah. yourself in the your foot yeah yeah
0: and we all do it. Yeah. <laughs> we all do it without realizing it. I don't think it's like even a conscious thing. And I also apologize to listeners. Dahlia has decided that right now is the perfect time to clean her
1: entire body. <laughs> yeah. Boomer is actually doing the same. Exactly Seriously.
0: Right. <laughs> and I just, I had to. I had to mute myself for a second because all the dogs and all the apartments started like a siren must've gone off and like Dahlia doesn't really bark, but like you can hear the whole, like there's dogs all around me. It's Colorado. Let's be real. Right. Yeah. And so like literally every dog just went off. So anyways, if I'm a little squirrely, it's cause <laughs> yeah. Coming back. Um, okay. So before we like dive into another amazing little nugget what i would love for you to share with the listeners is like what does creativity mean to you so and actually a little bit about who you are i don't think we really had a chance to share who you are with the listeners so like yeah. Haley joe <laughs>
1: yeah i mean obviously i work at a non-profit right now that is such a new fresh thing um for the last four years I've been totally nomadic uh, living out of a van making art on the road as well as I did touch down for about a year during that time Um, and for the last two and a half years I've been working in wilderness therapy Um, and a little bit about that like I have a background in nursing I was in nursing school for three years was a nursing assistant for six Um, and then I moved into, and with a focus in neurology and psychology, so I'm super passionate about how the brain works and how that relates to just our reality and our lives in general, and then I've been a practicing artist for as long as I can remember. Um, I've always been the artsy-fartsy one in the family. I make every birthday present and Christmas present forever. I will, I will probably do it forever. Like, that's just my jam. Um, and I've run my own art business uh, for the last few years. And now I've moved into more, um, moving back into more of the psychology side of things and more of the stuff that I'm passionate about and kind of combining all of those components All of those passions into a creative coaching business and helping people with their own creative, creativity goals and their own just flow of energy and whatever blockages are getting in their way of really kind of what we were talking about, showing up in that authentic and genuine space and creating what feels right to create, um, whether that be an art form or any other kind of creative pursuit that you have, a business, whatever it might be. Um, If you find that you have some of those kind of blockages getting in the way of that flow, like that is what I'm here for. Um, And combining that with some art therapy techniques. So just helping people run through those processes. But yeah, that's a little about me.
0: (laughs) I think that's so cool. And what I'm curious about is like having that background in therapy and art therapy specifically, do you see that when people have had a lot of trauma or a lot of stuff in their past that it almost like creates more blocks around creativity? Or have you seen any correlations with working with lots of different people?
1: Yeah, I I think that in general, like our view... I think that there's like a lot of misconceptions about what creativity is even and like what it means to be a creative Um, and so I think a lot of people just have this lack of belief in themselves in general of like oh I'm not a creative person or and so I think a lot of the time I think yeah like with trauma and different hardships that you've gone through um, accepting these assumptions about yourself or these beliefs about yourself that just like aren't actually based in reality. Sometimes it can just be things other people have told you that you've soaked in and accepted as your truth. And so helping people kind of move through that, like a lot of times I've, I've, it's, I've had people reach out to me recently. That's like, like, I've always wanted to be a creator. I've always wanted to be this and I'm just not. And it's like, well, no, you mm. are. We all have that in us you you have that in you even the fact that you have this desire and this pull to be that means like you already have it I'm not giving people anything that they doesn't already exist in them I'm just kind of helping them uncover and sift through some of the bullshit that's in the way I love that so much and as
0: you're saying that too is like so many of us think I I think about like when I was growing up of like I wasn't good at like traditional art and so for a long time I was like well I'm I'm not an artist I'm not creative. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what if it's just not the like canvas that you're painting on essentially? Like what if there's a different modality that you do feel creative within? And I think the reality is like, as you were saying that, like whoever reached out to is like, Oh my gosh, no, we are all creating all the time. Like yeah, constantly. our thoughts, our words, our beliefs, our beliefs, our life is like a huge canvas. Like there's so many mm-hmm. different ways to look at this. And I think like, when you realize that literally everything you're doing throughout your day is almost creative in a way like oh totally
1: every, putting, every <laughs> problem that you're solving like even just deciding what you're going to do with your time like it all uses creativity and when you're when you're kind of stifling your creativity that's when you get stuck in those modes of reality that are like the same all the time you're kind of like always doing the same thing the same routine and and you might not be happy with it but you're kind of stuck in a rut in a sense like it's like when you're walking through the woods and you walk the same path enough times like that's the path you're gonna follow that path but there's a bunch of different directions and a bunch of different options to do anything in life and like it's bringing it back to like a neurology thing it's called this space of possibility and people who have higher creativity levels have a larger and more multi-directional space of possibility and that comes down to anything that's like um so w- when you think of like the space of possibility it's like it, it's those jumps in your brain those leaps in your brain of, of evolution and as we're out I think a lot of people that listen to this podcast probably would relate to just like your spiritual journey for example and you know that you can't make massive leaps at a time like when you're trying to manifest things or whatever it's really hard to make giant leaps you have to be able to believe what's possible like the next thing that you it's basically the next possible thing that you can believe is Mm -hmm. what you can create your reality to and when you're practicing creativity those leaps actually get larger and and multi-directional you can go in a bunch of different directions farther by practicing creativity it does that make sense yeah. So like you're, it's almost like, because,
0: so actually what you, what, you, as you were talking, you were talking about like walking the same path every, every day. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, I'm such a creature of habit that like I pretty much eat the same food every day. I walk <laughs> the same like path to the dog park every day. And it like, doesn't even cross my mind to go another way. And I feel like I've gotten more rigid in that since like traumatic experience. This is why I asked about the trauma. Cause I I've noticed that I've gotten like more rigid in some of my routines and like what feels safe. Since having traumatic experiences, I'm getting to like tying this all together. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what feels safe to create has also felt like different, not good or bad, just different. Like I'm not like as big of a risk taker. And what I think is interesting about what you're saying is like to me, it's like, okay, when you are in more of a creative space, it's almost like you're seeing more possibility in your day-to-day life. And so therefore you can create because you're able to actually see more possibility and manifest bigger because you'll be able to actually see different routes to the same outcome or different, even different possibilities. Like to yeah. me, um, one of the most interesting things that has occurred to me for me is that like my vision, I, I have a harder time visioning future and more in the present. And I see less possibility for the future than I did before trauma. And I think that's really interesting because it's almost like I'm like having to rewire my brain to be like, oh, like, can I open up to different experiences again? But I think when our creativity gets gets blocked, then it's also hard to see a vision because that's a creative energy, like being able to imagine
1: a future is creative. So I think that's, that's, as you were saying, that's what I was taking from it. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of times when I explain like the space of possibility in our own brains, I like to think of, of that, of planning for the future, thinking about long-term dreams. I remember, and you'll find, you'll meet and find people as you're explaining your ideas, especially as, as us dreamers, like explain some of our bigger ideas where people are like, that's not possible, right? Mm. Like they're like, we couldn't get there because their space of possibility isn't, as, as maybe a lo- as like wide as yours is and so you actually mm. have to break it down like i find that mine is just like i am a dreamer right and so <laughs> I think yeah. kind of like crazy possibilities for the future and sometimes i say this and i'm like how could you not see where we could get there? But then as I backtrack, like wh- the path that I took in my thought process to get us to that point, and I, I find a spot that they can get to, it's like, okay, mm. could you imagine from a, like, you know, it, we used to live in medieval times, you know, where people were chopping people's heads off in the middle of the street. And that seems like crazy, right? Like that's a totally different reality than we live in now. Yeah. So eventually the reality we live in now will also be totally different. And like, yeah. Just, what direction we want that to head in and but it starts with these little steps and these little leaps and so like that's part of why I think this is so important it's not just about creating art which I also love and think it's amazing and important to do but it's about creating the lives that we live and creating the communities that we want to live in and the connections that we want to have mm-hmm. and how big can you dream and like how far can you believe we can take it because I think that if we're going a great direction and like I'm impatient and it's not (laughs) (laughs) exactly that I would like. And so like I would like us to get our creative minds moving, be able to play more with that and like have that. And when you talk about like that safety and that comfortability to play, so like working through some of those traumas, working through some of those blockages that are in the way of us widening our visions so that and collectively so that we can all do it together, you know?
0: Literally, as you're saying that too, I was thinking about like how stifled we are as a society and our creativity. Like we were given a blueprint of how our lives are supposed to look very young and like we're in a mm-hmm. School system where there are art classes right? right but even within that like I remember doing my homework as a kid and I had an algebra teacher who was like taught their methodology for getting correct answers and because I was a dreamer I did not pay attention in class but I could figure <laughs> out how to get the answer to the problem in my own way like I was getting the correct answers I wasn't using their system right and therefore I was wrong and absolutely and I think that's the system we live in is like, well, if you're not taking the path that we've laid out to success, mm-hmm. then you're not doing it right. And so therefore no one has creative autonomy. Yeah. And I think like on a bigger level of society, we don't even realize that like there are different paradigms out there. We could be living in like, the way yeah, our government is structured the whatever way. we
1: want like <laughs> <and> it's our <laughs> world to create and and like and so there's like a like la- i think a lack of that personal power because of our i i call it i think i got this from the book um the four agreements but our 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 domestication is what it's called like when you grow up you're wild you have all these ideas you have this crazy crazy imagination you know you want to paint your house purple and then someone comes along and says no all the houses here can only be brown or green and you can't have a purple house <laughs> <laughs> Like from a really young age get some of those those dreams stifled or you have people with small spaces of possibilities and they tell you that that's not possible and, and you start to shorten and make your own smaller in order to fit in with the people around you like bringing it back to that example today with the kids making this the little wind chimes and and someone says you can't have five rocks on your wind chime and you're like oh I guess i can't have five rocks on my wind chime I'll just have some pine cones instead mm-hmm. and you can just be okay to kind of please the people around you and I say like f that <laughs> <That's> <laughs> big. and like and and it's okay for like some of our ideas to yeah not be totally possible or to kind of fall through I think that's another blockage that gets in the way like people are afraid of having bad ideas or making bad art or having business ideas that don't fully work and like afraid of that failure Mm. because that's vulnerable you're putting yourself out there you're being vulnerable and to get shut down or to have it not work is it hurts it can be really painful um yeah and and I just like hope that as people experience it more and realize like yeah as much as it might hurt you still survived and you're still safe and you have more ideas for the future now that you can implement and like it's all a part of the creative process like as much as I want to help people move through those blockages and have more of a like a constant flow of creativity part of that is also having moments where you do feel uninspired and you don't feel creative, and, like, that's okay, too. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's actually a part of the whole. It's a part of the creative process. In order to feel inspired, you have to feel uninspired at times. It's like having... Oh, where did my video go?
0: <laughs> it's like having the duality, which I talk a lot about in this podcast. Is like you can't really really experience joy mm-hmm. unless you know the opposite of joy. You can't right. really experience love unless you know what lack of love or absence of love feels like and so i just think it's like like anything in life you have to have both sides of the spectrum
1: right yeah you have to have all parts of it and all parts of it are important like we love to deem things like bad and good Mm -hmm. in society it's all good, you know. It's all a part of it, you know. It's all telling you something. Like yeah. maybe if you're feeling uninspired, it's time to switch things up or make a change. Or like those are part of your signs that you should be looking for. And or like yeah, and rest. Don't think about yeah, exactly. Taking a break. Like maybe you like, don't need to do anything today, <laughs> and it's yeah. time to be still in bed. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I love that so much. Is there like a uh? Cycle to creativity or anything. I just like, as you were talking, I like get this like vision of like a circle almost. Like, is there something like that that exists? Like, or am I just making this up? <laughs> no,
1: I think that there is. And I think for everybody, it looks differently. Like, your mm-hmm. own cycle is going to look slightly different. I know for me, I go through this cycle, like, even while I'm creating. What, like So like I'll start creating something and I'll have this idea and this ping and I'll be like super stoked on it and then I start making it and there's always a point that I hit during making my art and I am like a successful art business owner and I do this constantly where I hate what I'm making. I'm like, oh, it's not turning out how I was (laughs) listening. And like, and like but I know that I hit this point. I'm aware of that. And so I I just have ways to move through it. Like that's my that's my cue to like keep going. Mm. It's like, okay, you hate it. That means you're really close to the point that you love it. (laughs) And then and I push through that. And then I'm like, and then I get re inspired. So I think a lot of the times, Mm. like people's people tend to stop when they hit that point they're like I don't like this drawing anymore I'm gonna throw it out I'm not I'm done working with it and whatever that Mm. might be whatever problem you're trying to solve or idea that you have you hit this wall and you're like ah frustration and it's just like too much and you and you stop and you put it down and I and I think that that's doing yourself a disservice because on the other side of that uncomfortability of that of that fear or whatever feelings are coming up for you is where the magic is and where you and where you find that ping. And then yeah, I, part of my cycle is rest and and like changing things up or going out in nature or whatever it is. Um, but or like playing music for me is part of my creative process. Like taking a break when I need it. And so I think as as like, I work with people and finding out like their own cycles, I, I think it's important. I love just running people through the creative process and whatever creative process that they kind of they're into. i luckily I work with a billion different types of mediums. So like whatever people want to work with, I'm down to do that with them. Um, and then I get to see where they hit their blockage, like where, when, what, d- or during what time of the creative process, does it come up for you? Like, is it at the beginning? Is it hard for you to just put, pen to paper or paint to canvas or, and then once you get started, like you're golden or like when, when and where is it happening for you? You know?
0: I love that you brought this up because one, I just saw a reel that explained like she was an artist and she was like creating paintings and she was like the exact same thing. She was talking about how like, there was a point where she, she's like, I want to throw it away. Like, and like, that's the process that she goes through. And I was just thinking about this too, like when it applies to business over and over and over and over again, when people are like right about to be like, I'm going to throw in the towel, screw this. I hate this. Everything about this is stupid. Like usually is where they're about to have this like massive shift and blow up in their business or like something is going to drop in or something new is coming or like there's a shift coming or there's like a monetary breakthrough, like whatever it may be. There's usually this like point where like, at least that's been my experience and what I've seen with clients where they're like, I'm going to throw this away. This is stupid. I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. And then all of a sudden they get that download of like, here's the pivot that creates like ease and flow, or here is the like fresh idea, or here is the like, no clients, no clients, no clients, bam, breakthrough, all these clients come through. And it's just so interesting that like that too applies that creative process to business and entrepreneurship and like that ebb and flow.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's just such a great point because, like, even when I'm painting, I like to think of it as, like, a puzzle piece, kind of. It's, like, you can't see all of the pieces yet. You see, like, these little patches of it, and you're, like, this looks like crap or, like, whatever. (laughs) And then then as you add more pieces, the picture starts to come together. You know, even just bringing it back to life, it's, like, experiences that we have. And you don't see – you don't always see the value in those until you have some other experience later in life and, like, you use those lessons that you learned. And it's just – It can just apply to so many things. It's like, yeah, just keep keep going. Is my is my main (laughs) like don't give up on it. Keep working at it because eventually it does start coming together. And like usually for me, it is some sort of fresh idea while I'm working on it. It's like suddenly I just get this ping of like, oh, what if I added this color in? You know, like what would that do? And then and then you're back to it and you're back inspired. Like you even during the creative process, during, you know, building the business, whatever, you're going to have those uninspired moments, those, that ebb and that flow and that up and that down, even while you're being creative and you already had the burst of creativity, it's still going to continue to come, come through and go down and go back up and whatever. It's all, it's all a part of it and it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love this so much. I
0: love this actually so much the the way this like creative creativity is tying into entrepreneurship because I know there's a lot of entrepreneurs who also listen to this and it's just like it's perfection it's perfection (laughs) (laughs) so I'm curious like as you're like tell us a little bit about what you want to do with your creative um coaching business like your art business like how you want to tie these together because I'm curious like what do your sessions look like or what does your ideal session look like with clients when you're moving them through this like how how are you helping them work through the creative blocks with what you're doing with art
1: Yeah. So right now I'm focusing more on like the visual art aspect of things and helping people move through creative process of really their choice. We can do like paintings or kind of whatever medium you want to work with. Um, a lot of times it's just like whatever feels easiest to you. I was just talking to my friend the other day about using just like oil pastel crayons or whatever, you know, and I'm like, yeah, we can totally do that. Uh, so and then as we move through those processes again that that's when some of those blockages and some of those things will come up and just like I guess I just ask like the most ideal client I guess for me would be someone who's like kind of ready to kind of go through that and show up honestly of like mm-hmm. oh this is what my brain is telling me right now like it's telling me I suck at this imagine just quit or like whatever and like I will be there to just help move through some of those things and then um yeah I think I'm, that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now is more of the art side, but I do just like love psychology and love therapy of the world, that world so much. And as I've been like introducing this business and talking to people about it and having really cool conversations with clients, it's like, it's been. It's been opening my eyes more to like, oh, I'm I'm meant to do a little bit more than just help people with the art stuff. So I do want to move it a little bit more towards kind of what we're talking about with the space of possibility and people rearranging what their lives look like and kind of digging into the problems that they're trying to solve with their existence and whatever that means, but I don't have that quite dialed down exactly what that's going to look like yet. But I, just I do. Know, <laughs> I, know I know that it's coming, and and I also just want to put that out there if there's any interest in that as well. But no, no, no. I literally I can see
0: it though too. Is like even as and maybe this isn't exactly what you mean, but like even how powerful it is to walk someone through the art process and like, be honest and like them be able to verbalize like what's coming up for them. And then you have this outside perspective, AKA Haley, who's able to say like, okay, like this is your creative process. This is where you get stuck. This is where, this is how you feel when you feel stuck. This is like, and you're able to help them name their experience. Like, and then you can translate that to them creating the life that they want and showing up right. and be like I think that's that in itself is so powerful just giving people the understanding of like this is kind of normal for you you go through this pattern over and over right. again well, in your life whatever's, like
1: whatever is going to come up for you in these moments comes up for you in other create and like that's why it's so important to realize creativity is connected to the rest of your existence like mm-hmm. it's the way that you solve things that come come up into your life like it's the way that we can think of different possibilities even the way we communicate with others whether we're on kind of like that same track and saying the same things to people or we're more creative and present and and like acting versus reacting to situations around us and then we're choosing how we're acting to whatever situation we're in, we can use that creativity to go whatever direction we want. And with that comes the power to like create a pretty cool life. (laughs) Like, okay, what direction do I want to take this? And like, where are some cool paths that I can go to get me there and like, and on the way, you can decide, oh, I originally wanted to go there, but I actually see this other spot over here now. And I think that would be awesome. And you have this confidence and this ability to creatively creatively move through that, through your experience of just life in and of itself. And so the things that are going to come up for you while you're trying to do a creative process, the art process or whatever, are going to come up for you in life too. So I just want to be there to help people recognize some of those patterns some of that self-talk those beliefs in themselves and so that they can apply it to the real world and do whatever they want with it you know and really just create the type of existence that makes them feel full of joy and playful and just fulfilled you know yeah and i i think it's so powerful because i think i i I
0: don't think i understood this for a long time because like when i started my business i was like i have all these ideas like you're saying like dreamer, idea, 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 create, create. There was just like a, an, a never ending flow. And I think what I realized and what the gift that trauma has been for me is to understand other people's experience with really not feeling connected to dreams, ideas, visions, and being like, oh, this is such an interesting experience. And knowing that we can like, you know, there's ebbs and flows, but that we can come back to this and like understand where our blockages are and understand that, as we kind of like restructure those brainwaves again, which is the work that I've been doing now. And it's been opening up some Mm -hmm. of this creativity again, like how interconnected it is. is like, you can retrain your brain to be more creative. I think is the most powerful thing that I'm getting out of this is like, for those people who feel like, well, I don't have visions. I don't have dreams. I don't even know what to put on a vision board. I don't like, I don't know Mm -hmm. what I want. I think a big part of that is like, one owning that you can have desires but two like not even knowing how to like open that realm of possibility that you were talking about that like what are all my options
1: yeah and I think that that too and I think like just worth saying like wherever you are at with that if you feel like dang I I can't imagine anything different you know like that's okay like that's where a lot of people are at and I just like want to want to say that just real quick like that is totally fine and it's a muscle that can be can be strengthened and can be practiced and if you want to have a, a bigger realm of possibility then you can have that and like it just it just starts with that first step of just like accepting where you're at and just going from there and like uh yeah I love it I'm super stoked to do it if you can't tell I'm like on fire, <laughs> I'm on fire to to with this thing. I think for a long time I I was kind of in that same boat um before kind of digging into more of my my own trauma and working through some of that stuff of I I I still was able to be like such a big dreamer with that but I was confused mm. at the people around me not relating to it and and being like being like what do you mean that's not possible like I can think of like a million different ways to get there it doesn't make any sense <laughs> and, and so I, I feel that too after going through my own stuff and having that really stifled um, for a really long time and being able to like break myself out of that box not without help obviously but um, yeah that's what, it's part of why it's so important and so powerful for me because like I totally relate to that of not, not being able to imagine much of anything else other than what I saw around me and what everyone else was doing and yeah. for a long time like following that path that was kind of put out in front of me and wasn't chosen for myself mm-hmm. and being really unhappy and not feeling satisfied or fulfilled and now it's like I, I even though I don't always know what's going to happen next in my life I I know that there's a bunch of crazy opportunities and a bunch of different directions I can go and that all of them are equally as awesome. So yeah, I I just, I, I want to help other people feel that as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Oh my gosh adh she kicked in i was like i had a thought
1: and it's gone it just flew right out <laughs> i relate to that yeah. literally gone <laughs> I started talking, and i'm like i was gonna go somewhere with this and i forgot where i was going so whatever <laughs> i was i was gonna keep talking
0: and i was like nope it's completely gone <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's oh, my life that's amazing good. Um, is there anything else about the creative process that you feel called to share anything else? That's like, you're like, came out of this podcast and you're like, I definitely want the listeners to know this.
1: I'm not sure. I think I've, I have already said so much about it, but I think in general, like I would just encourage people to, to start, just start somewhere. Oh, that's one thing I wanted to mention. I remember now. (laughs) Oftentimes it can feel very overwhelming when you start, when you do start to think of all the possibilities of all the realm of possibilities, all the different directions you can go, that itself can be kind of debilitating. Mm. And often I think just like what anyone can do out there who's listening to this to help with this is to put parameters actually on your creative process. So if let's just bring it back to art for a second or like writing, for example, let's say I'm only going to write about like the weather or I'm, o- I'm going to mainly use le- words that start with the letter B and that putting that parameter on yourself actually putting yourself in more of a box can start that creative process and that's something anyone can do anywhere so like if you're using a painting it's like i'm only going to use primary colors or i'm only going to use shades of red and like putting yourself in that weird box it's it seems like counterintuitive but that can actually start sparking some of that creativity so i just wanted to throw that encouragement out there if people just want to try starting something on their own and practicing some of this creativity stuff maybe try putting giving yourself less options and actually putting your options a little bit smaller
0: I love that because I think I'm probably one of those people who gets a little bit like oh there's so many options and like
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I will overthink the options and like I, I don't know a great example is like buying toothpaste at the grocery store I'm like I got my app out. I'm scanning which one's the clean one. And then I'm looking at the different feature, you know, like your first time buying something like literally in the last, I, I bought lotion like two weeks ago and I realized I had spent like a half hour, like trying to find the cleanest product. And the ones that like resonated with my values. And I was like, Oh my God, I just spent 30 minutes like buying lotion. Um, so it can feel overwhelming and almost like paralyzing to have too many options. So I love this little, um, tool that you're giving us. The other thing that like, as you were talking that I wanted to ask you is for someone who is maybe struggling with creativity right now, like what are some ways that we can start to spark that or like, um, get back into creativity when we're feeling a little blocked?
1: Yeah. I, I, I think something that usually works for me is like switching up just so, like, if you're trying to write and you're having trouble writing, go draw a picture instead. Like, do something mm. that's creative, but isn't the tr- kind of creative that you want to do that has no, like, you know, co- no consequences really. Like, I have, I'm supposed to write this thing and I need to write this thing. And so there's like consequences attached to that. But you could just go draw a picture and that has no consequences and it'll get there's to- no expectations to it. Yeah. So just do yeah. something that has again like parameters um i love this artist on youtube called peter draws and he has some exercises for artist block um a lot of which i use myself and so if you're particularly just like a a creative type and love to draw there's great ones on there um one is called like Porp, so it's got a fun name you can say but it's parallel or perpendicular lines and all you draw are lines because anyone can draw lines even if you're out there saying i suck at draw drawing blah, blah, blah. you can you can draw a line you can draw a do- line <laughs> you can just draw a parallel or perp- you just draw one line and either draw a perpendicular or parallel line to that and just keep doing that until you fill up as much of the page as you want and a lot of times just little tiny exercises like that that you can give yourself is a great way to just spark creativity oh, I just- love that your scenery go on a walk go talk to someone else like just do something different it's 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 never gonna work for you to sit there and try to force yourself into it yes don't do that if I can say don't do one thing don't do that it's not gonna help you I love this and it's
0: so interesting I just want to like tie back to like some of the things for like my business specifically because if there are mm-hmm. other people who have social media brands or like podcasts or websites or like whatever you're doing, is, like to me those are my creative outlets like creating content creating um podcast stuff like creating graphics and stuff for the website like the, to me that's my creative outlet and mm-hmm. as you were saying this i was thinking about like when i'm feeling blocked on or recently as i was feeling really blocked on like what to create for content especially social media i had this realization that like i don't pull Shit from thin air all the time. Like, I'm not constantly sitting here like channeling random messages in. It's <laughs> like I'm responding to experiences I'm having. I'm responding mm-hmm. to conversations. I'm responding to podcasts I'm listening to. I'm responding to, like, to me, that's my creative process is I'm like getting inspiration from the world around me and I'm pulling that into content. And so, like, can I get myself out to be around more people, have more conversations? Um, have more like interactions with people face-to-face. And to me, that's been such a powerful tool for like creating different types of content, different types of like like pulling that in. And then the other thing I was thinking about as you were saying that is like when I'm feeling... I do this unconsciously, but like when I'm feeling really blocked on writing content for social media, I will usually go at like update something on my website, which isn't mm-hmm. always the best thing. Cause like, to me, that's like a low priority thing. Like how my website, like
1: right and functions you're You're getting your brain to do something else yeah it is it's helpful you just have to kind of switch that because it's interesting because again I love neurology and there used to be this idea that creativity was like left brain right brain thing like very separate but it's actually the interaction between many different neural networks working together and so Mm. it's like different parts of your brain and different networks of your brain different pathways conjoining each other so when you can switch it up and be creative on a different thing you're actually activating the parts of your brain that are connecting to the other neural network and you're getting it all firing at once and so cool. even though you weren't you weren't technically trying to work on this other thing being creative by just drawing a picture might help you with your writing because you're firing the very similar neural networks that all work together mm. so the more you can be creative in like multiple different avenues of your, of your life you're literally wiring your brain to just to just be more creative in like your day-to-day and in, in every way so no matter what kind of art you want to do what kind of creative process you want to do it's going to help you with everything I love that um I'm curious do you know
0: like when people are in that like creativity if they're in a certain brain wave like is there any I, I, I wish I no did idea. I wish I, was like, I did <laughs>
1: I'm like digging into more of the neurology side of it because it's so interesting and there's yeah. like a ton of new um just studies and knowledge that are, is coming out about it because we are breaking a lot of these myths um, mm. about how our brain is used because everyone is so different um, and more people more and more people are realizing that they're neurodivergent as well and creative thinking is like you use both parts of that um, a lot of like divergent thinking um, so a lot of neurodivergents are like very creative people um, mm. and they use their brain in that way already naturally and so yeah, yeah a bunch of new um yeah i just there's a ton of cool youtube videos um neurosciences neuroscientists talking about it like i encourage all of that it's there's a ton of cool knowledge out there about how your brain works if you're so a brain cool. nerd a brain nerd like you i think it's so fast i've been getting more into it
0: over the past like few months again because like i go in absolutely uh, literally like my adhd hyperfixation is like we're gonna mm-hmm. learn all about this this month um <laughs> I relate to that. Yeah. (laughs) Literally, like, and then I forget that the topic exists. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Eventually, it's all, I'm convinced that all of this is going to tie together at some point (laughs) in my life,
1: that like every little, I tell myself that, yeah. I tell myself that day, and it does once in a while. You're like, see, I knew I needed to research that thing for ten yeah. hours. <laughs> it came in handy this one time. Yeah, this one time. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, convince ourselves. It's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> useful. Um, and I lost my train of thought again. It's been like one of those days. Yeah. I feel like my brain's been a little strong Helpful with that because I maybe <laughs> maybe it's you and I combined. We're like <laughs> we get like excited about something else. We're like, yeah, it's a squirrel. Yes. And it's a squirrel, and we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're talking about the neurology side of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah i just think it's interesting i i don't know why i'm gonna share this but i am so i was walking home from the dog park with the the same woman i walk home from the dog park with every morning she's a psychologist um she's talking about how when she was doing her dissertation I, I, what i had told her is i had like some wild dreams last night and i don't remember any of them but i know it was like dreaming all night and i know they were intense because i woke up and i was like oh those are some crazy dreams and then i forgot all the dreams but she was like, I would go to bed. And if I couldn't work something out for the dissertation, I would like put it in my brain before I go to bed. And then by the morning, I would always have a solution to whatever it is I was like trying to work through. And I was like, Ooh, I'm going to try that. Like, cause there's a lot of little things that I'm like, kind of like stuck on like, Ooh, do I go this direction, this direction, like that creative I feel mm-hmm. like those creative juices, I'm like, Ooh, what if I just like let my brain figure it out while I'm sleeping?
1: That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> of energy I <laughs> yeah, No, I actually love that. It's, it's funny that you say that because I'm reading this book. I've been reading it. I'm, I'm very ADHD, even my books, I start with like, like six at a time or like four at a time is what I'm yes. reading right now. Yes, but, um, same. Awak- awakening intuition using your mind body network for insight and healing it's by mona lisa shoals and she it's a and it's cool she talks about that a lot um about dreams and how you'll get these intuitive hits through dreams and you can kind of like set that intention too and mm-hmm. and i i love dreams i think i told you this on one on a call that we were on together but uh like, just, I, I, when I worked with teenagers in wilderness therapy, every morning they would tell me all about their dreams, and they would be oh, like, cool. hey, and I'd sit there and, like, think about what I think their dreams meant, and a lot of the times, like, it was so interesting, because the kids would sit there and be like, I think you're right, or, like, <laughs> or they would have their own intuitive hits, and trust their own intuitive knowing, like, as I was like, well, have you thought about this, or this, mm. or this, and they'd be like, oh, that just sparked this idea, I think it means this, and they would just get, and I could tell, like, they're just body- was talking to them and it was awesome to yeah. So, yeah. explore your dreams like cool. it's a cool place mm. i love that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay
0: i feel like we could talk for like 12 hours but we're gonna try and keep it within the like you know Yeah, I'm like we're getting outside the box now we're getting outside the box and let's be real i don't listen to episodes that <laughs> are more than like 45 minutes long so no, this, yeah, this feels right <laughs> it does um, any last words that you want to leave the audience with? Otherwise, make sure you share like where people can find you, where they can connect with you.
1: Yeah, I'm on I'm on Instagram as Haley Joe. I don't know, just Haley Joe. IDK. Um I've got my Facebook page all things Haley Joe and that's like mainly art updates otherwise I have got a TikTok which is also all things Haley Joe but I think on there it's just all things HJ. Um but yeah find me hit me up on any of those. I would love to chat. Um I can send you a link and we can set up a time to just talk on the phone if you're interested in any of the creative coaching or just working with me in general. I would love to hear from you. I'm I'm super stoked about it.
0: Amazing. I will link some of those um, social media links in the show notes. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for your energy, your time, and like all the good stuff you just brought to this because this is an amazing conversation to have. Yeah, of course. I'm super happy to be here and chat with you, dude. (laughs) I have an invitation for you guys. If you are out there, listening to this podcast, you love this podcast, then I really believe that you are going to love this community as well. I know for myself every time I sit down on the mic, I connect to your guys's energy and it is such a beautiful community, such a beautiful space and I truly feel a non-judgmental space. I feel safe and comfortable with you guys sharing my story, sharing my experiences, sharing all of me here on the podcast. And it is part of why I'm so passionate about bringing you guys together at experiences and in-person events. I think there is something that happens in these in-person experiences and events that is so beautiful and so magical because there are like-minded, feminine-identifying human beings coming into a space, coming together for a weekend to connect, to bring our experiences, to be fully seen and heard, to be loved, to be supported. And I know there are a lot of you out there there that maybe don't have a big community or maybe you don't have anyone or maybe you have a community but you feel like there's something missing and you're feeling called to connect with people who are like-minded people who are able to hear and see you or maybe just new people who don't know your past I think there's something really powerful about putting yourself in situations that maybe stretch you a little out of your comfort zone <laughs> I remember the first time I went to a retreat I was terrified I had this story that I didn't belong anywhere. I was really scared, but what ended up happening is I met some of the most amazing women who inspired me, who saw me, and who believed in my dreams and what I wanted to do in this world. So if you're craving that, I have two in-person retreats coming up, one in Minnesota in September. September 8th through the 11th, and then one in November, which is the weekend of November 11th and (laughs) 1111. We love that. Um, I'm going to be co hosting that one with my dear friend, Megan Toner. If you feel called to be in the mountains of Breckenridge, come to the November one. If you're maybe in Minnesota or near Minnesota, or maybe just want to experience the lake house and come hang out with us in the beautiful. I just visited, as I'm recording this, I just visited the retreat house for the Minnesota one over the weekend. And you guys, it was the most incredible little spot that we're going to be. And right as I was pulling up to the house, a baby fox ran across the road with its mama. And I was like, hi, universe, I see you. So the intention for both of these is different. Um, The Minnesota one, we're really going to be focusing on igniting your spirit. And to me, what that means is coming back to that playfulness, coming back to that curiosity, coming back to that like spark that lives within all of us. And I think some of us can lose that along the way. We can feel like we're going through the motions of life or that we're not fully connected, or maybe that there's just a deeper level of connection out there and available to us. And so this retreat is all about reigniting that passion, that fire, that excitement, that playfulness, that eagerness, that cleverness. I loved that the little foxes appeared because it was like, how funny that like the sign of a fox is playfulness and mischievous and (laughs) and clever and independence and I just feel like that's such a connection to what we're going to be doing at the Minnesota retreat and then at the Colorado retreat Megan and I's intention for you guys is to reconnect reclaim and remember and I think a lot of us have been feeling in and out of our clarity and I can admit this for myself it was like There have been moments where everything feels crystal clear and then moments where everything feels foggy. And our intention is really to anchor you back into who you are and remember how powerful you are, how powerful your spirit is, how powerful your healing abilities are. Megan's a shaman. I think she does such incredible work. We are almost like opposites in what we do in the energetic realms. And I think it's going to be a really cool experience to have both of us in one space holding the energies and the frequencies in such different ways that really are going to complement each other. So I hope that you join us. I hope to see you guys there. Details can be found linked in the show notes, or you can go to www.shelbyrose.com forward slash retreat.